Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Wishy Washy Laundromat, and this is also the office of South Ward Councilman George Michal. Um, George, thank you for a couple minutes of your time. You've always been open, uh, honest, and available to myself and several other residents here in the South Ward, so thank you very much for your service. Um, how many terms have you been our South Ward Councilman? I'll be, I'll be in there nine years and I'll be running again for another four-year term. I took over Jim Costa's position, and uh, that was for a year. So I have one year over the rest of the staff that's in there. Mm -hmm. Now, you um, will get right into some serious stuff. So first of all, you're the only Caucasian male that is on council and has been on council for the previous uh, term. And uh, oftentimes people want to use that when I'm out in public, as a way to disparage you in some regard. But you've had constant contacts with me about treating everyone fairly. Can you just elaborate on that a bit? Everyone gets treated fair by me. I mean, it's been out there that I'm a racist, and they call me all different names. But my record speaks for itself. We're over 7,500 and counting jobs that we do. Majority of Spanish uh, black. There's very few white people really in my in the, in the ward, my South Ward. So any job that comes in, no matter who it is, it's it, I don't discriminate. We go out. We have workers come in that worked out of title that we fought to get their money. Uh, men and women. We just handle another uh, discrimination thing where uh, remarks were made of a woman in there, and I, we immediately, immediately put a letter in and called the proper authorities to have it investigated. This was just two days ago. Mm -hmm. Now, you, your campaign slogan, so to speak, has, uh, has been for years, for the people. And uh, can you just talk about that? My campaign slogan is safe, clean, and prosperous. Is the city safe? And I'm going to tell you, yes, to the best of my ability, what I did. I know how many jobs that I get that I stop robberies, that I stop drug deals going down. Is it 100%? I can only say that my ward, when I get some information, it's forwarded immediately out there with armed robberies, guns. We took numerous, numerous guns off the street from information gained from me in my business that I went out and checked it out and gave it to the impact unit, tactical unit that they were. So, yes, yes. Is it foolproof to say the city's safe? No, I can't say that. Is my ward safer? Yes, because I stopped crime that could have happened and would have happened. So, yeah, I believe I did contribute to that. Is it cleaner? Yes, 100%. Why is it cleaner? Because I'm out there every day. Every day, seven days a week with my wife, 5.36 o'clock in the morning, picking up tires, picking up garbage, any complaints that are out there, we clean it up. The South Ward is the cleanest for signs. You don't see signs on our telephone poles out there because I'm out there every day. And if people say that don't make a difference, it's called quality of life. That you don't get up in the morning and look into a ghetto area, walk out and see all these signs hanging on telephone poles. Yeah, we work hard. And is it prosperous? Yes, because we had numerous, numerous 
stores reopen here. We have the food store right here on Broad Street. You have two new stu food stores open up. A new beauty shop opened up. They're opening up all around. When they say, oh, people don't have the stores. Yes, they are. They're bodegas, they're small stores. Would I like to see big supermarkets come in? We don't have the space to put that right here. Mm -hmm. We don't have the space. But it is prosperous. People are still moving in here. And what were my achievements that I did out of all this? Is that Mott School, I made a, an area for Mott School. It took me about a year and a half to get the property from Mott School to make it a lot safer for the children to get on buses and have the parents pick them up at Mott School. The property was turned over to me, and I turned it over to the Board of Education. That was a big accomplishment there. It took me a while to get that done. Now, if you go down to the river, people don't go down the river a lot, but I partnered with the county, Mercer County, because they have their floating docks that they have to have a place to put them every year. So I partnered with them, and we had a big lot right across from the boat lift that they blacktop for us and put up a 10-foot-high fence accessible for any residents there in the summertime to park their vehicles, their boats, anything they want to park in there. It's all blacktop. It's beautiful out there. With our area, we made that there. We partnered with the county, and it was a successful operation. People were paying to put their boats in. We got back on track with that. It was revenue coming in. So I was very proud of that. Mm -hmm. All right. Also partnered up with the state with cutting the trees down with all, all these uh, uh, walkways and everything. Uh, we're right now in the process of Laylor and 29, state-owned property by the cemetery. They told me that it'll be all cleaned up. This is another operation that we put in. For safety reasons, I work with public service. Lamberton Street, we changed the lighting where all the crime was. Lamberton Street. You had four homicides and a girl shoved in a bag. So that wattage air was 50 watt bulbs for one whole block. I changed everything, including including uh, the nursing home, to 400 watt bulbs. It lit it up that it looks like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so that was another accomplishment. We had to get papers signed. We had to do that. That took me a while to get that done. So, of course, that wasn't the only hotspot. Jersey and home, well-known hotspot where people got shot and killed on Jersey and home. So I lit that up right down to Tremont. From Jersey and home down to Tremont, we changed all the lighting, all the lighting right on down to Jersey and Tremont. And then I went to Hewitt and Division, another hotspot where a lot of people were shot. Changed all that lighting down there. Now I'm in the process of changing more lighting for the nursing home here on Jersey Street. We're changing different areas, some hot spots like that, and uh, replacing hundreds of bulbs that we did that we have to go out at nighttime and do this. And prior to that, I replaced 800 bulbs, 800 bulbs throughout the city. When people say we're not out there, we're out there in the morning, my wife and myself, taking the numbers off the poles, wrapping it with a string to make it easy for public service to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Now, some have mentioned that that is not necessarily the role of council, to be out doing cleanups and things of that nature. What would you say to them? Well, I'm going to say, 
you're right. You're 100% right. Okay? It's not our, our job is to check and balance over the administration. However, when you have an administration that when you make a phone call in there and they fail to get back, it's important for them. When you make a phone call, say I got three mattresses dumped off at like a Barn Avenue. We just had that. Who wants somebody else's mattress laying on your property for weeks, maybe months? They don't pick it up. Do I want to pick it up? Not really. Do they respond to me? Yes, they do. And if they don't, I take care of it. I pick the mattress up. I pick the mattress up. We went out uh, maybe three weeks ago after that bad storm we had, and we cut trees down because there was nobody to cut the tree branches down that were laying in the streets. So we took two a day. My wife and myself, we went out and took two a day. I photographed everything like that because our crew could not handle it. Mm -hmm. Could not handle Is it a councilman's job to do that? Absolutely not. But I'm out. I work for the people. I work for the people. The people call me up. I work for you. And I always make sure they know that. I work hard for you every day. We pick the phones up. We have four phones ringing. If you can't catch me on a phone, you didn't catch me. You didn't come to my house or my business. We do respond. <laughs> so I want to stick with that because uh, we've, um, you know, because of our civic association here in uh, South Ward, Franklin Parks, Northeast Block, Block Association, you've been instrumental in helping us when our residents, our neighbors have a question, a concern, whether it's a business, um, lighting, potholes, etc. Our level of communication is good. Um, but when I travel throughout the city, a lot of people say that they have a hard time getting in touch with um, different uh, people in the administration or getting things fixed. What would you say about the communication here in, the, here in Trent? The, the administration does not respond very well to people calling up. Uh, they uh, don't take the jobs, counsel people, and, and it's my colleagues, and i got to be 100% honest. They don't pick the phone up. I'm the one that gets a call. I went out yesterday, and I don't have a problem saying it. Wainwright Avenue. Wainwright Avenue. Called up. They've been waiting almost a year. And I went out to 21 Ingram Avenue, and I took pictures of it. It's horrendous. Horrendous. Nobody helped them out. When I was there, MLK Boulevard, 456, went out, took photographs of that. Nobody helped them there. Meantime, I come across the auto shop. Backyard auto shop where they're dumping the oil right there on the ground, right into the ground. And a guy said, what are you doing taking pictures of me? I said, what are you doing violating the law? What are you going to do with the EPA? Look at, look at, look at what you, who are you? Identified myself. They closed up shop and took off. Plate numbers, everything sent in today. Today and yesterday's council meeting. Took it in there. But I mean, nobody responds. Nobody responds. So if nobody responds, you have to have an administration that cares. Yeah, I offered to do the street sweeper for nothing. The street sweepers sitting there do absolutely nothing in there. And I said, I'll drive it for nothing. I'll get my own insurance. You know, the next thing you'd want me to do is buy my own street sweeper. <laughs> you know, I said, it don't make sense. We got five brand new street sweepers and they're not being used. You know, you've been very, um, some people would say controversial. Um, the print media, the local media outlets, they come and they want to talk to you and interview you and get your perspective on things. And why do you think that your, uh, your efforts are considered controversial? And I want you to speak specifically towards the water. Um, because you were, years ago, you were very outspoken about the quality of water that we had, um, what's going on in the water department, etc. 
Can you just speak towards that? I believe the people who pay my salary and pay everybody's salary deserves the best. I don't hold anything back. If I know, you know. And I tell you the truth. I have people calling from the Westwood constantly, constantly. Ewing Township, Hamilton Township. We depend on you because you're in the council. You will let us know what's wrong with the water or anything else. And I'm honest. I can't go to bed worrying about anything like that. I'm up during the night that if something has to be done, I have to make this notification. I have to tell it. And I do wake up the director. And Director Cherry's been very, very good to me. Director Cherry. I call him up 1.30 in the morning. He responds. Tells me, don't drink the water. And I said, I'm putting it out. And he says, God bless you. Do what you got to do. His job was on the line, but he wasn't jeopardizing people's lives. So he told me, and we did our best to get the message out. I woke several council people up. But it's just about, I work for you as a person, individual. Anybody comes in this office, and it's funny. People say, oh, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. My books are open to anyone that wants to look at my books since I took office nine years ago. And every book is documented. When I finish the book up, I start the next book. Mm-hmm. And everything, every job, your name in there, what I did for you, and your phone number. So I have all these people that I refer back to, and we look it back when somebody calls up and say, this, that, this, we have it. Mm -hmm. We look, it might take us a couple hours to look through things, but we have all the information you want. Now, when, when you talk about the documentation of it, and I haven't seen what's inside the books, but again, you and Teresa have been very helpful with our, our civic association. And I know that if I refer back to something, you say, give me some time, and then you come back with the proper information or what actually took place. Do you think that that is um, something that more residents need to know about the functionality of the council position? Well, we did this. We, we personally did this. So when people come in, we can refer back to them and we know everything about the people. Does the actual council person do this? No, they don't do this. They don't have an operation like George Michelle does that I got an open policy here that you can come in to me anytime you want, anytime you want, day or night. We get phone calls one o'clock in the morning. My nephew was locked up in Hamilton Township. Can you come and help me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'll meet you there. We don't turn nobody away. Right now, we're working with people on a block off of Coach Street. Coach Street. Heavy activity that's going on. Don't really want to tell you what's going on, but we're working down there. They're calling me 1 o'clock in the morning. I have DIFUS involved. Mm. Everybody. The phone does not stop. I pick the phone up because these people need to talk to somebody because the police are not talking to them. Mm. So... Dyfus is involved, and I don't have a problem calling Dyfus at any hour. I got hotline numbers to call, so people are taken care of and children are safe. Mm-hmm. Now, you have a 30-year career in law enforcement. Um, and uh, so 39. Co- oh, my apologies. All right, so 39, so thank you for your service. Um, law enforcement is one of those things that oftentimes I think law enforcement officers get a bad rap. Um, is it, is it partially, I believe that it's partially because of, you know, a few officers who are doing some bad things, but at the same time, this is something that we need, um, to, to maintain civilization and society. 
And so I'm supportive of law enforcement. Um, our structure here has changed over the years. We went from a police chief um, to a director. And, and there's a lot of people who are having questions about, hey, what is law enforcement going to look like in the future? Considering your 39 years of expertise, where we are as a city now, where do you think we're going as far as law enforcement? Well, again, it depends who gets in as mayor and how you want to structure this. But you can't make changes like people say they want the uh, enforcement. They want police officers to walk the streets. You can't have police officers walking the street when you only have one police officer in the South Ward. Mm. There's nobody responding. If this man's walking and he's five blocks away from his car and they got a holdup in progress, he's not going to get to the holdup. So you can't do this with the manpower you have. And when you turn around and you say, we need an extra hundred people. Yeah, we're having class and we're having class, but we're also having retirement and retirement. So it works itself out that we're not gaining any ground. We're not... We need a good hundred people personnel. But again, there's nobody teaching these people. Yeah, you come out of the police academy. Yeah, you pass, you get a certificate. Nothing's like hands on hands going out there, dealing with the public to make the right decision for the public. Do I get phone calls during the night? Absolutely. Can I tow this car? Can I do this? Can I do that? Absolutely. Why are you calling me? We don't have a sergeant. There's no sergeants out here. So this is this is something that I'm out there for, for the men. If you call me, I'll give you my best advice on air to do everything that's going down. You got, anytime you put your hands on somebody, it's called use of force. No matter what it's for. If you push them up against the wall and you got a right to do this for your protection, you got to make a use of force report. So guys are making a use of force report, but not putting in a police report. And this is where you see problems coming in. Nobody likes the right. And it always was like that. It was always like that when I was on the job because it, the paperwork was horrendous. But when you put your hands on somebody, you have to justify what you did. You're allowed to pull your gun out. You're allowed to push somebody to the ground but you have to justify what you did. They're not doing it. And their supervisor should be turning around and reviewing the report. And they should say, you have to do this and you have to do that. It's not being done. And this is why you see a lot of problems in the police department right now. We don't have the leadership in there to saying this has got to be done. So we need somebody, and I'm sure it's, uh, our director is going to be replaced. I'm positive of that. We're going to have another director in there. But we need leadership in there that somebody's going to be there working with the men and saying, if you need help as a police officer, we can send you back to writing reports. We can send you for anything, CPR. We want you to be comfortable in your skin that you know when you go out there to do a job that you can do it properly and don't worry about, oh, I might hear something about this. We had cops in here today that just don't want to get involved in anything. Mm. They're afraid of getting jammed up. And the problem is they have to. You have a badge. Mm. You got a badge. I mean, this morning we had an accident in front of our business and they were ready to fight and out there. Hamilton came out and all that. And I says, look, I went out to the officer. I says, you know, 
what we've seen out there is on tape. So you come in and look at the tape. We have it on tape. You can make the decision because they're screaming and hot. The tape made the decision for the officer. And he reviewed the tape and he did the proper you, paperwork. Um, your, your relationship with uh, current police director Parry has been uh, at times good and then at times not so good. Um, there's been some friction between you. Um, can you just share a bit about uh, what you would like to see as a councilman, what would you like to see the police director, what kind of personality or how would you like to see the police director handle law enforcement in turn? You have to be able to explain everything to council. Council expects more than you can actually do. You know, when they said, I got drug dealing going on at a separate location, you just can't go out there and throw people up against the wall. You do surveillance and you do everything to look and do it right. Council people have to be educated too to say, this takes a little bit of time. We got to look into this. You just can't go out and jump a gun and go out there. We're working on, I would just say maybe five right now that I'm working with the special operations unit with drugs Mm -hmm. and things that are going on. This takes time. People call up constantly. Hey, nothing's being done. You just can't go in and kick somebody's door in like we did and get jammed up. We can't do that. You have to do the proper thing to do. And a a good relationship is always good. The police director, we had our ups and downs. We had our ups and downs. And and my own men went against me when I felt they shouldn't get a raise. Mm -hmm. I work for the people. I don't work for the police department no more. So when they came out, they were very upset. My own men stood up and turned their back to me. Because I wouldn't represent them to get a raise. Mm. And I says, we can't afford a raise. We can't afford a raise. Mm. So this is, you know, what goes down. But yeah, we did have a, a bumpy start there. We had, uh, you know, uh, Director Perry thought that I was uh, uh, going after one of the directors. And I was. Mm-hmm. And I was going after a direct public works director. And it, the problem I went after her is because she wasn't here. Mm-hmm. We're paying her to be out north. Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing her job. And I called her out on it. And obviously he was good friends with her. And he took offense to that, that I would call her out on that. And I made it known. And we, yeah, we did go into a couple of tiffs mm-hmm. with that. But I don't have a problem uh, bucking heads and telling you what I feel because I work for the people. I don't work for my boss that I used to work for. And I made it known. I don't work for you no more. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I told him. So the South Ward is... is um uh, highly concentrated with uh, our Latino Hispanic brothers and sisters um, who are here, and I consider the South Ward one of the bustling uh, areas, the bustling wards in Trenton. There's a lot of development that's happening. Um, there's just a lot happening here. What do you see happening um, here in the South Ward in the next couple of years as far as economic development goes? For economic development, of course, uh, the riverfront is mine. And uh, I always got to laugh because I put in nine years ago to redevelop the waterfront and I've seen a mayor candidate come out and uh, turn around and says, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, you're copying right off George Michelle. You're copying right off George Michelle. You won't give George Michelle credit, but I put out and I already met with a well-known builder that's uh, doing buildings right now, big buildings in North Trenton, big complexes and throughout the whole state. And, uh, 
he wants to develop the waterfront and, you know, we, we could make this happen, but you have to have an administration that wants to make it happen. As a council person, I just can't make it happen. I need the backing of the administration that we sit down there as a partnership mm -hmm. to make this happen. Yeah, we can have it. We own that property all we going down at the Hamilton Township line. That could be changed around. I suggested going back when I was mayor, we own a property. When you come down uh, 129, that we turn around and make an area down there. Uh, it was a nice area for parking. And we put the new parking meters in down there. And the train, the light rail stops. So there's plenty of parking down there. And you get on the train and you don't have all that uh, traffic. So you're right on a highway back and forth. That went nowhere. There's a lot of things that I put in went nowhere with this administration. They just, uh, if it wasn't their idea, they weren't honoring it. So, and it wasn't about me getting credit. It was about me moving the city forward. Mm -hmm. What do we do well here in the city? Like if, if someone came in, a national or international corporation said, hey, South Ward Councilman George Michal, what is going positive in Trenton? Tell, tell us, what would you say? As for construction or for, you know... We'll say, let's just say in general. Well, you, you got some uh, construction going on in, in the uh, North Ward, which, uh, you know, the lofts, they came to me and, uh, you know, uh, the builders come to me. They, they work with me all the time. It was funny because uh, with that uh, entertainment area, they turned around and when they try to move to downtown area... They called me on the phone the next night when I said we, we voted it down. And they said, George, we're so glad you voted it down because the agreement was we focused on our area where the lofts are. We're working on that. Now, they want to jump this entertainment all around. And that's when I said we don't have the police to jump this all around. Let's focus on developing the lofts. And we want to bring in restaurants and you want to bring in different things there. Uh, there was a proposal by me that the one area, that the rolling building there, should have been made a library, a mega library, and close Academy Street down. Mm -hmm. The other ones are closed down and make a, a mega library there where the light rail runs, second to none, and you got the loss. And you have all the entertainment area right there. I thought it would be a home run mm -hmm. in there. And you'd have to get money, federal money, to do this. We don't have people to go out and look for federal funds. We don't have nobody in there writing grants. Nobody. They lie. The administration lied. The police department in seven years, in seven years, haven't did grants. Safe Carter. Click it and ticket. Free money. Free money. We didn't do it. When Director Perry was notified, he said, oh, we're not losing no money. Not to get in an argument with him. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. For the tickets being put out, for the pay is free. It's all paid for. Yes, we are losing millions of dollars. Yes, we are. Besides other grants coming in, we got grants that we never used that we had to send back because administration never followed through with them. Millions of dollars of grants because the administration never acted on them. So you don't, so are some millions of dollars that you feel as though that 
uh, some of the financial shortcomings that the city has, that the funds were there at one point in time, they were just mismanaged. We had funds there for different projects and stuff, but they never got off the ground because no, nobody ever, ever did anything about it. Nobody did nothing about it. And then the resolution comes back to us and we question why this resolution is sent back. We have to send back the resolution, me and five, me and two, and all that because we didn't use it or match grants or anything like that. So we lost the money. We basically lost the, the match or we lost the full grant. And there, and that all comes with the administration. The, the administration, you've got to have somebody in the administration. Somebody's got to be accountable. And right now, the last administration, Tony Mack, nobody was accountable. This administration, nobody's accountable. Nobody's doing it. And you got to laugh because there's nobody there. There's nobody home. When I was mayor, for that short period of time that I was mayor, you went in the offices, there was nobody there. You want to pay a bill, there was nobody there. You want to turn in money or finance, they wouldn't take the money. $15,000, they had to come down to me. A sergeant had to come say, they won't take the money. I had to come down from my office and say, what's the problem? They said, we only have two people working here. I said, okay. Do you have a piece of cardboard? Yes. I made a sign, come back in two hours. And I hung it on the door. I said, start counting the money. We need all the money we can get. You don't turn away money in the city of Trenton. Mm -hmm. But I seen directors out on the road not doing their job. They were reprimanded. This is why I fired seven of them when I took over office. I documented everything and I fired them because they weren't moving the city forward. They were stealing from the city. Mm -hmm. They were actually stealing from the city. But this is what's going on now. Right now, again, because nobody's there. There's no directors there. They're all out. So the workers ain't showing up to work. Mm -hmm. So the director ain't there. There's nobody running the shop. The mayor ain't there. Mm -hmm. So the election is less than 20 days out. May 8th. May 8th. It's around the corner. Right. Um, you've made it clear that you're independent. You're not partnering up with anyone. You are running your campaign as George Michelle just your own. That's correct. Can you just share a little bit about that? The campaign, how I'm running? Yeah. I work hard for the people for nine years, and I feel in my heart that all these years I work hard for these people, the people are going to come out and vote for me. Hmm. And, uh, and I believe that. And uh, we're putting information out, my achievements. Some people didn't even know I was running again. They thought that I wasn't running. But uh, we left them know. Uh, and uh, I feel very strong. You know, I treat the people fair. And uh, May 8th, I'll be in for another four years. I feel very comfortable with it. <laughs> All right. South Ward Councilman George Michal seeking another term, which will be his third. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you.